Okay. Uh, there was a lot you said, and, and, I, and I wanted to go back a little bit to understand. So Mercury, I, I, who, who was your labor mates when you, when you first came out on Mercury? We had Brian McKnight, Vanessa yeah. Williams, Ilal Scratch. Um, ooh. Um, Lionel Richie. Yeah. Um, trying to think who else. I I know there was more, but those are the ones that pop out to me at that time. And who, who was the parent company of Mercury? Was it uh, Universal or Warner? With Mercury? I think it was Universal. With it. Yeah. The, I am sorry. I do not recall that. Yeah. I'm so sorry. No, no, no. Because no. I, I think the reason I asked was the... Um, because it's hard to understand. You had a, a hot single that was, you know, you got Puffy who, you know, I interviewed Mike and Slim from 112 and they spoke about, you know, featuring on, on the, on, you know, I interviewed them a couple of weeks, a month ago, and they spoke about supporting you on, on that on, on that track. Um, mm -hmm. So you had all that heat when that single, that still resonates to a lot of people today. But I just didn't understand why Mercury didn't, say okay yep we need another single and if we needed to get somebody else to feature on it we'll do so what do you think was happening and that's why i asked who was on your label who was on your label to see if they had a track record of supporting r&b art artists um at the time okay so to this day i wanted to know that same answer <laughs> and i was hoping yeah I, honestly i wanted to know that same answer of why didn't they follow through with um, a second single. Now, to honestly, there's always rumors, but I, I, I care to not share rumors because I don't know them to be true. Mm -hmm. So for that, I will stick with, I'm, I really don't know the real reason of why it did not happen because I didn't hear it directly from Bruce Carbone. Again, the rumors, there's certain rumors out there but I didn't hear it from Bruce. So all I know is I just became unhappy. A second single wasn't put out. They were holding off for whatever reason. I don't even know. Um, and like I said, you know, I spoke to my attorney and was like, there's no need for me to just sit around. Just let me go. Let me go. So that's kind of how that went. But were you still signed with Dark Child and, and managed by yeah. the Rev. Yeah. So what, did they not take it? Did it weren't they involved in trying to understand what's happening and help them fight the corner? Are they? I believe that they were, and you're. you're I see you're going to get some answers out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a I'm a mental health therapist, so we we, we we're always very curious. <laughs> Trust me, I know exactly what you mean because mental health is my specialty as well right now. <laughs> okay. Um, so, again, um, it, 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 it goes back to, I know that the Rev and Rodney um, were talking to the label at this time. And believe it or not, I still never got a clear answer as to why I no longer uh, would have anything else put out. So I gave up that fight as well. And I'm like, okay, 
we don't know why the label's not putting another album out. That's what I'm kind of getting. You oh, know we're talking about a, you're talking about a single, not, not another album. You're talking about the next single. single the next single. The next single. Absolutely. Like, what is being hidden here? I mean, like, what's going on? And I felt everything was a secret. My attorney act like he didn't know. So I, to this day, my thing was they were just freezing many artists. And again, that's a rumor, I guess, because I didn't hear from my A&R. A lot of artists' albums were being held. The label was folding, mm -hmm. you know. But again, that was rumors. I'm not sure how true it was. So they weren't going to release anything else with anyone else. And so I said, okay, well, then I need to just come off the label and go somewhere else. You know, and I kind of felt like, okay, with representation, so what are we going to do about that? You see that I need another single out. You know, what are we doing? What are we doing? But again, it kind of got tied into individuals just busy doing other things mm. and there that's where I felt that also that form of abandonment so that's kind of like the best way I can put that yeah. you know and yeah. I know it's, it's like I said very very devastating um to this day I still have questions you know so around what year was is it 97 98 97, 98, because 96 yeah. sing came out. And I want to say 97, 98 is when I roughly probably came off the label, maybe maybe a year or two later. Yeah. yeah. So mm -hmm. in late 1998, Polygram was bought by Seagram, which then absorbed the company into Universal Movie Group. And under the reorganization, Mercury Records was folded and the newly formed Island Def Jam took over. So oh. a lot of the rosters, um, were, some of them were put on Def Jam. So... Island, so because I, I I remember '97, yeah, I was I was I was I went to college in the U.S. and 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 I and I noticed around that '97 EMI Polygram, they Polygram bought them of uh, Motown, and they were they were just merging and selling, and so what's even happened at in, in Interscope as well? They were telling artists, you know, we can't put up a new album right now. We're about to get sold or bought. And we need to just put everything on free. So I could mm. see the unfortunate timing that happened, especially with Universal buying up smaller labels and closing them down. So that might have been, you know, when they were talking about shelving and putting everything on hold. So that get unfortunate situation. Yeah. Um, how? So, but you, you mentioned the other thing that you did mention was the the connection with Missy because I'm um, yeah, okay. You mentioned being on the same label as Brian McKnight and others, but what was it about yourself and Missy that there was a click, not a click, but a, a connection where, you know, she, you know, not apart from just featuring your song, there's a part of your personality that she really liked and 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 took you uh, um, on board. Well, I know one of the biggest things she said to me again and during that time, she was like, um, "Gina, you just have such a unique voice." She really, really felt like my voice was just so different and unique. And I re recall her a couple of times even saying to me, your voice is so unique and different and dope that it may go over people's heads. And I'm like, well, you know, is that good or bad? And, it, and she was like, well, it depends because there's always a timing with things too. And, I, and, and the reason that she said that because she and I would, you know, like I said, we, we, we did our hanging out and there was times where I would, you know, sing and she would hear like, different sounds in me which is more displayed on that second album that never came out mm. and I want to say it's more so the John B tracks that John and I did if you listen to those tracks 
that was really where my vocals and me were kind of like that that real cohesive bond so mm. missy you know when she would hear me sing and do certain little things she just was like it's just different you yeah. know but it could really go over people's heads so and i think she was so attracted to that and you know um like i said there was a you know a couple times she had she had me do some reference vocals and i just recall her reactions at certain times and then you know she would you know even though you know i know she had little mo and then there was nicole ray and yeah. you know and of course there's Coker. yeah yeah and 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 a lot of us had what, somewhat of a similar sound but i remember her still always saying to me all y'all have some dope vocals but it was just still was something a little different about um, I guess some of the riffs that I would do that just were just, it wasn't that they were so crazy and, you know, they were just different. Yeah. My tone was just a little bit different. So I think with that, again, the answer to your question is I think that's what really had her, you know, you know, had that attraction there, yeah. you know, with, with my vocals. And I know when, even when I did the things you do, she was like, just the little riffs that you do, you know, right in that song, mm. she was like, it's, it's very unique. And like I said, at a point we, you know, we got closer and then I, I think, you know, once, you know, she got really so big and so busy, you know, and then we started hearing, again, I started hearing other rumors, you know, but um, as far as like she and I, I mean, it, it we just, I, 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 I wasn't hearing from anybody anymore. I was reaching out to folks and trying to just figure it out. And then at that point, you know, um, it was just so exhausting to just try to keep up with everything and everyone and I'm like, okay, nobody's giving me that feel. So I guess maybe nobody's feeling me, you know, I, I'm just not sure, you know, and just so much, just so many emotions, so many feelings. And, you know, and I'm like, yo, you got to be tough in this business. Like, huh, you got to be so tough because it can destroy a person. It can literally destroy a person. Cause it's like, you know, they say you here today, going tomorrow. Mm. No, you here today, you're going today. You know, it's almost like that anymore, you know, and well, now it's a whole nother ball game and a whole nother level of the industry out there. But nevertheless, um, we just kind of went separate ways, you know, it, it became a distant. And then, I, like I said, with the whole uh, past the mic with DJ Cassidy, me and Missy, um, I got this call one day and I just couldn't believe it. I just, you know, from her, wow. you know. Um, yeah, she called me before we actually did the, the recording because I wasn't sure if they were going to reach her or not. But lo and behold, I found out they outreached to her first. And she was like, well, does anybody have Gina's information? Because I don't know. And I've been trying to reach her and, and I don't have her information, et cetera, et cetera. So um, Cassidy reached out to me and said, Missy wants to know if it's okay if she has your number. I'm like, are you kidding me? This is another dream come true. I, I, I mean, I've dreamed about this woman if we would ever get reconnected again. So I'm like, uh, trick question. <laughs> so, so he gave her my number, but um, someone started calling me and I'm like, I don't realize this number. And I don't know if people are like me, if I don't recognize the number, I'm not answering it. You gotta be stored in my phone. So then I got a text. Is this Gina? And I'm like, uh... I'm texting back, who's this? And then she gave me another text. Um, I think it was like the things you do or something she said. And I'm like, yeah, who's this? And then it was something else that she texted me. I can't remember. I still have the text. Um, <laughs> 
And then she had said something else. She was like, that's me calling you. This is Miss, it's Missy calling you from this number. And I said, you know what? It is a New York number. Maybe it is her. So sure enough, I said, okay, call again. So she called and I was like, hello. And when I heard her voice, I just, I, I became numb. I became so numb and I had to, I had to, you know, keep myself together, but so many emotions came across me in that call. There's so much I wanted to say, but I didn't say. And I just was so glad that I was able to hear her voice again. And hopefully she felt the same way with me. And I just know when we were on the phone for probably almost two hours, wow. you know, just talking about different things and she was sharing so many things with me. And I was very appreciative of that conversation. And she just said, make sure you store my number and I'm definitely going to store yours. So every now and again, she will hit me up. She texts me on Mother's Day. Okay. Um, the other day, she sent me a picture of she and I from back in the day. So <laughs> I'm thankful that, you know, she still thinks of me and I definitely still think of her. Gift that has given me this gift. So why am I letting man do this to me? When I say man, I just mean in general, you know what I mean? Yeah, we're being, yeah. I don't wish it on my worst enemy. It was so dark for me. Thanks for watching. Please remember to subscribe to the channel, but most importantly, to press the notification bell so that you can be notified when we do have a new interview. Loads to come, but thanks a lot for watching. Thank you.